So, um, so one may be asking, how does all of this connect to marketing, branding, a small business, a nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, a church? Um, I do, and, and somebody may be asking, what do you get from listening? What do you get from a business standpoint from listening? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna share this with and I want you to respond to it. Sure. What I think you get from listening is an opportunity as a business, church, nonprofit, small business, etc. You get the opportunity to tell your story mm-hmm. and to connect your story to the story you heard from the potential customer you were listening to. What I've learned about marketing when I was doing real estate investing and flipping was listening to the story of the potential customer who was going to sell me their house. Yeah. To understand how my story, which is to buy ugly homes in any condition, connects to their story. Mm-hmm. If I came in with a campaign about how great I am, why you should go with me, the, the amount of money I'm going to get you, I, you know, that works every now and again, but it really is about the story. Absolutely. So when you hear that message about intertwining stories from a professional standpoint, how do you react to that? So I'll go back to your very first point uh, that you started talking about in, in your initial comment, which is really simple. The power of listening is everything. How do you increase sales if you haven't heard what the consumer wants? impossible right so now you're selling what you think they want rather than what they need let me know how that works out for you (laughs) you know Uh, because you're going to end up at the bank looking to try and refi your home to keep that business afloat Um, we missed that mark because we want people to know our god and forget that he's their god too their god experience is going to be different than ours I may have a story about how he blessed me, but really my focus should be uncovering the story of how he's blessing you and how he's going to bless you. That's something that very well may leave me out of it. I may not be the main character in that story, you know, and I have to be willing to sit, you know, in that movie theater and eat my popcorn and just enjoy the experience of watching, you know, God work in your life. Sometimes that's hard for all of us because we get stuck on us, me, myself, and I. Um, and we forget that he's here for everybody. He, he's, he's a savior for everybody. Um, and our story is not the golden fleece of, of you know, all stories. There are others that, have, that need to hear and have great stories. The, to relate that to the corporate space, data is king. We right now are having hissy fits over Facebook data breaches and some of the things that, you know, Facebook has done with data. Uh, We have credit companies selling, Mm. you know, all this protection around our data, securing your profile. So why wouldn't I want to hear from someone who's willingly sharing their data with me, their needs. They're they're giving us a needs assessment on the spot. Mm. We interrupt that to tell them what he already filled, the need he already filled. It's pointless. Mm. And so taking the opportunity to hear from the community, to listen to the community also gives you a, a headwind 
on where you need to go in terms of, you know, potential opportunities and solutions. Mm-hmm. You may very well find out that your black party, excuse, you know, my, my vernacular on this, but your black party sucks because it doesn't, with all the food that Deacon Jackson cooked and with all the juice, you know, that the mothers made and all of the singing that you've done and the, the, yes, your MD is 25 and he can kill that keyboard. But what they really needed was someone that could do free taxes for them because they need to understand they're the new tax base because the developers are coming in with tax credits for 10 year tax abatements and rising up the cost in the neighborhood. You know, we miss those kind of opportunities because we think we know how God is going to move rather than listening to how he can move. Uh, You killed me with uh, listening gives you data and data allows you to know what to sell to the customer. I like that was good. Um, I want to hit on some. We so off topic right now. I mean, we're on topic, but the questions I asked. Look, look at God work. Look yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I still want to help people, man. I still want to mm-hmm. help people uh, with this podcast, right? Uh, Julie Baldwin Davis from Amer- the AmericanExpress.com website wrote the following, five ways to master, master the art of listening. Five things, Malik. Uh, forget outdated advice when it comes to listening. Stop parroting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. two, interpret what you hear. I mean, you're not dumb. Use the brain in between your ears. Number three, clarify what you heard the other person say. Number mm-hmm. four, one of my favorite, uh, open ask open-ended questions. Yeah. Right? Number five, validate what you heard again. Uh, then let me jump over here to fastcompany.com. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Voza um, said some critical things here about becoming a better listener. She says, listen to learn, not to be polite. Mm. <laughs> mm. Facts, man. Uh, quiet your agenda. Yeah. Number three. Ask more questions. People love to talk about themselves and their story. Let them. <laughs> Let them yep. give you the answers to the test on how to convert them. Number four, pay attention to your talk or listen ratio. Number five, repeat back what you heard. And then number six, actually, actually wait until someone is done talking before you respond. I mean, yeah, this type of free data is freely given if you just listen. Yeah. And you'll be surprised as a business owner, as a uh, evangelist expert, as a nonprofit organization, how much farther you can get down the road just by listening. I, you know, I'm in the middle of working on a couple of campaigns mm-hmm. and projects where people want to launch new activities. And what I am saying to my partners and friends and team is, wait, time out. You about to create something nobody wants. Nobody gave you that feedback that they want that. I mean, we're good at it, but dude, you don't know what, how they're going to respond to what we have. The better thing to do is listen, tie our story into their story. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten better and I'm not necessarily a master at this of doing what you said, man, you know, collecting feedback, tweaking and adjusting. And then quite frankly, being honest enough to ask for feedback. Yeah, because, you know, in, in the world of the, the church and the world of nonprofits, we're we're kind of thin skinned and sensitive. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you ask somebody up the street, man, you know, what do you think of the church? 
I'm not sure we'll be ready for that answer. Or what can the church do better? Do do you really want to hear that? Because they're telling you the data to help you get better at church. (laughs) That's the fear. You know, it's funny that you say that because that is the fear that restricts many churches from doing effective evangelism. Mm. I don't want to go outside because I'm scared of what they're going to tell me when I get there. (laughs) So I'm going to stay inside my four walls and you just keep telling us that, you know, everybody keep telling everybody that we're doing good, you know, and then we wonder why we're not growing. Um, You know, not going, not picking the the Jehovah witness, but they're constantly out in the street. Part of that is, is a mandate. You have to have hours. You know, one of the things that they said when I was sitting in Bethel talking to them was we don't have members of the secret service here. Our mm-hmm. service is outward. They're like, we don't hide what, in, in what we believe. Mm. That alone was a whole sermon series that I could just go, you know, work on in just in that alone, because in so many mm-hmm. ways we have selective secret service. Yeah. I only want to show it in the spaces where it's most welcome. I don't want to hear the feedback. I don't want to hear something that's going to tell me I need to recalibrate because I have an MDiv. I have a D-min. You're not going to tell me that this message and all the years of study amounted to you telling me it didn't land on you well. That's because you need a better look at God, right? Those Those are, if we're going to be honest, that's what flesh can do sometimes. And, and you don't need the demon for that. You, you know, you can be the deacon. You can be the worship leader. And, and you know, my God, I love grateful, but we don't need to hear it nine, nine, 19 times. I mean, my God, let's work on something else, right? Um, those are the things that we get impacted by, and it doesn't allow us to fine-tune our experience that wasn't for us. Yeah. If you remember, look... <laughs> Baptism is an outward expression of faith. And then we start to deal with, we go from an outward expression of faith and then we turn inward and then wonder why people can't see it. Yeah. Where'd your faith go? Where'd your expression go? I'm still wrestling with what you said. You know, we don't hit the streets to tell our story enough. No. You know, and and I'm just like chewing on it heavy. Um, Can you imagine if a Christian, if if a group of Christians actually met a group of uh, Jehovah Witness on, on the street because you were evangelizing at the same time in the same way in the same frequency? Could you imagine that? No, not right now. No, <laughs> I mean, really, especially in Philly. No. Yeah, I mean, so so a lot of times, you know, our evangelism is left at a church plant. Or, you know, a, a leader recognizes that numbers are dwindling and you're having a conversation with the trustees and you go, you know what, bring in the pastor of evangelism and let's turn it up a notch. And then we go for a super, a super Sunday or a super Saturday and we go out and we knock on doors. Well, wow. if, that, if that's not authentic, the people who not, whose doors you knock on, they see the inauthentic approach. You're coming to me, and that's where we get that feedback. Oh, the church is only looking for more money for the offering pan. The church, the pastor must be looking for more money for a new car. It may have absolutely nothing to do with that. And in many cases, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Because, we, But we've been so infrequent 
in our activities that their assessment and perception of our genuine activity, we've let our good be evil spoken of. I'm chilling on this. <laughs> I'm chewing on this. <laughs>